grab a seat and welcome Pete up to the stage. I'm biased, but I know we're in for a good one. Shall I give a hand to the worship team? And the uh, unsung heroes at the back? Don't get enough credit up the back. How are we all this evening? Good. Um, I'll start tonight with a, uh, a quick snapshot of my life, highlighting the things that I've given my all to so far in my short lifespan so far. So I, um, I grew up a passionate sports fan. I uh, attended Tyndale, like half the youth at this church. Uh, I was lucky enough to go on a mission trip to Kenya while I was there. Had such a great time that I went to Thailand the year after. Uh, I finished school and I studied civil engineering at uni. Uh, Throughout this time, I was a youth leader here, something I was quite passionate about. Uh, While studying, I uh, quit my kitchen hand job at Faster Faster and joined the Army Reserves. Uh, Whilst challenging and a lot of fun, this wasn't something I wanted to pursue, so I finished my study working at an OSH. Getting paid to play soccer with the little kids was a dream come true. Also fortunate enough to have a brother-in-law convince me that we needed to buy a boat. And then use that boat with some great friends who convinced us that if we joined together as a syndicate, we could get a bigger one. And somewhere amongst all of that, I met and married the beautiful worship leader that we had here tonight. Now that is a snapshot of my life, of all the things I've done and all the things that I've given my all to. And I'm sure you all have something similar to share. The things in your life that are memorable, that make you feel the most alive. You see, God designed us to be passionate people. It's his wish that we lead lives where we give it our all and we leave nothing in the tank. And these stories are quite easy to tell. Many of us would have told something similar to what I did many times before. But if you were a keen observer, you will have noticed that I never actually mentioned God. Because here's the thing, in Australia's current society, it is perfectly normal to be passionate and give your all at just about anything, except God. We can give our all about our job, we can give our all to our family, we can give our all to our sports and our hobbies, we can even give our all to the Port Adelaide Football Club. I wouldn't recommend it, but it could still be accepted. But giving our all to God... That is just not normal practice in society's eyes these days. You see, we as humans will tend to give our all to something, but only if we are passionate about that something. We will actually find great joy and fulfillment when we fully invest ourselves, but we would never do that for something we don't have passion for. I went on a website for a bookstore and typed in the words, a passion for there were 1,871 results. There's a book called A Passion for Golf, A Passion for Nature, A Passion for Knitting, A Passion for Hard Training, A Passion for Mushrooms. Not, not sure what type of mushrooms that book's about. There's books A Passion for Pilates, Speed, Teaching, Jewelry. There's even a book titled A Passion for Steam. Who buys that book and enjoys it? In our culture... You can give your all to just about anything. You can yell and scream at a footy game and no one thinks it's a big deal. 
you should see my father in front of the TV when the crows are playing. <laughs> if you're that enthusiastic about sports, people say he's a real fan. You do the same thing at church and people might think, what a nutcase. So, how do we live a life giving God our all? How can we feel as alive about our relationship with Christ as we do about other aspects of our life? Or maybe there are some of us that don't feel like giving our all to anything at the moment. So let's see what the Bible has to say. In Mark 12:30, it tells the story of Jesus being asked what is the most important commandment of them all. As many of you know, Jesus replies with, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, if you read that verse in the message translation, it says, Love the Lord God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence and energy. He doesn't say, love me with your passion. He says, love me with all of your passion. He wants you to put some effort into loving him. Put some real muscle behind it. God doesn't want you to be half-hearted when it comes to him. He doesn't want you to be wishy-washy. He wants you to give it your all. Like an athlete training for the Olympics, you've got to give it your absolute best because we were created to live passionately. Now, this comes up all throughout the Bible. In Colossians 3.23, Paul writes, Whatever you do, do it with all of your heart, as unto the Lord and not unto men. There we go again, with all of your heart. In Paul's letter to Timothy, in 1 Timothy 6, he says, But you, man of God, flee from all this. That this being the things that distract us from God, like Nathan preached on last week, and what a brilliant job he did. And to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. That take hold is you grasping it with all that you've got. In the sight of God, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on in verse 18, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. That's not do good deeds, that's be rich in good deeds. That's giving your all, doing good deeds. In Revelations 3, 15 to 16, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That last verse is saying it is far better to be passionate about something than to just sit in the middle. When I first read that, to be honest, I wasn't sure how to take the whole getting spat out of the mouth part. I looked at my own life, and there are definitely parts of it that are more lukewarm than others, which scared me a bit because I don't much want to be spat out of anyone's mouth, figuratively or not. So why is it that we find ourselves being lukewarm and not refreshingly cool or burning hot. Romans 12.1 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual further. Notice that it says keep. It's not automatic, but it's a choice. It's a discipline. It's something that you must maintain. We get distracted and everything in life conspires against us from being passionate about God. So he says, keep your passion going. Keep the fires going. In many ways, we can be similar to a helium balloon. We might hear something at church, a message from Barry, or maybe at a youth event, go on a camp or something like that. 
and it's clicked with us, and we become really passionate. We're pumped. We're rising through the air as we, for once, really feel passionate about something. But over time, we can lose that passion, like a balloon slowly losing its helium and comes sinking back to the ground. So, why does this happen? And how can we go about keeping that passion inside of us? So let's run through some of the biggest reasons we might lose that passion and then what we can do about it. The first thing is having a balanced schedule. For me, this is my biggest passion killer. It is far, far too easy to fill up our time with important stuff. How can you be passionate about something if you don't spend any time with it, though? You can't be passionate about golf if you never play golf. It's the same with God. You need to spend time with Him to be passionate about Him. If your schedule doesn't allow time to be spent with God, you need to fix that. Wake up 10 minutes earlier in the morning, watch one less thing on TV. Whatever it is that's taking up too much time in your day, just do it a little bit less. Life is about balance. Yes, the harsh reality is there are things we need to do, such as go to work, but life is not all about these things. I cannot explain enough how spending 15 minutes alone with God each day will change your world. The second thing we'll look at is utilise talents. An unused talent will cause you to lose your passion for life and your passion for God. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of us have been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others. So use your gifts well. If you don't use your talents, you will lose your passion. How many people do we know who seem not to enjoy their job? If you're in a job that only uses 30% of your talents, you'll be 70% bored. You'll be bored because it's not using the talents that God gave you. God did not give you talents and then say, do not use them, just go out and make money. Because there is something more important than money. And if you sit on your talents, you will lose your passion. That being said, if you're one of the few of us who have found a job that is 100% fulfilling, congratulations to you. For the rest of us, the reality is that most jobs won't 100% fulfill you. That's because God has designed us to be able to give our all outside of our jobs as well. The third thing that we're going to look at is being guilt-free. Because few things rob us of joy, confidence, and a willingness to give our all more quickly than guilt. Here's how it works with guilt. We don't walk around thinking, I have sin in my life, I'm a guilty person. No, we rationalize it consciously. Consciously, we think, it's okay, everybody's doing it, it's no big deal. But subconsciously, it gnaws at us. Subconsciously, whenever it gets quiet, that guilt pops into your head. Subconsciously, right now, as I'm talking about it, it begins to pop into your head. Because here's the truth about us as human beings. We cannot feel enthusiasm and guilt at the same time. You can't feel guilt and enthusiasm at the same time because guilt, by its very definition, robs you of enthusiasm. Psalms 38, 4-6 says, My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. I am bowed down and I am brought low. So, we need to confess our sin to be able to get back your desire to give it your all. 
the fourth thing we're going to look at is having a supported lifestyle. It is incredibly difficult to, go, to, go, to give your all about something if the people you spend time with don't share the same passion. I know if I want to discuss footy, I'll have a much more vigorous discussion with my guy mates than I would with Leah. But if I want to take, talk relationships and life planning, Leah is definitely a better bet. You see, we as humans were made for relationships. It's what every single one of us craves. As much as I enjoy some time by myself, I can't think of anything worse than being completely alone for an extended period of time. Want some practical advice? Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10. Two are better than one, because if one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him get up. We all fall sometimes. And when we do, we need other people there to help us get back up. And it's not just the bad times, it's also for the good times. How enthusiastic can you be when celebrating all by yourself? That is why not only in a Christian context, small groups are so important. They keep you connected with other people who all have a similar desire to you. To be honest, everyone in this church should be in a small group. I would bet you anything it helps you. Not only with your willingness to give your all for God, but in your everyday life as well. And the last thing that we'll look at tonight is having a clear purpose. Let me get this clear. Giving your all and purpose go together. It is extremely difficult to give your all about something if you're unclear as to what it actually is. If you do not have a vision for your life, a purpose to get up in the morning, why do you bother? Why even get up? Now this may seem a bit harsh, but it is a bit of a reality check. You see, giving your all and purpose go together. When you have a clear purpose, you automatically will have a great deal of passion. But this has to be God's purpose for your life. If you're just living for yourself, that's a pretty meaningless existence. A man by the name of Hobbes wrote this about passion. Passion is waking up in the morning, wherever you are, and bounding out of bed because you know there's something out there that you love to do, that you believe in, that God made you for and that you're good at. Something that's bigger than you are and you can hardly wait to get at it again. It's something that you'd rather be doing than anything else and you wouldn't give it up for money because it means more to you than money. See, our lives are so much more enriched and enjoyable when lived out with God-designed purpose that we can give our all to. If we have a look at our own lives, maybe see if we need to work on any of those five areas that we've spoken about tonight. Just imagine if this church was made up of 100% of people who are 100% giving it their all. A church with God-given passion can change a community, and I think we would all like to be a part of that.